Well, don't you feel better? like to say um, until you relocate um, it is my prayer belief and faith that you're going to just pack the joint out and when I say pack it out brother Jackson said it this morning I'm not talking about just this room because if you look around we're there now um, but I'm, I'm thinking in terms of like the gym in there and the foyer and I'm thinking when it cools off a little bit we might ought to just have part of us in here and part of us out in the parking lot just to kind of get a feel for what it's going to be like yeah Yeah. My God, don't you love brother and sister Nichols? Yeah. <laughs> don't you love one another? Yeah. Don't you love the Lord? Tell somebody you love them. Make sure they believe you. You can go ahead and seat yourself. God, don't you love all these men of God sitting up here? Yeah, that's it. Give honor to Pastor Jackson, Pastor Nichols. Thank the Lord for them. <clears throat> Give honor to the other brother Nichols. And his wife, thank the Lord for them. And um, give honor to God for all of you. Second Timothy chapter number 2. Uh, give honor to my wife and children if Malachi is listening. Malachi, I love you. It just blesses him when he hears his name said out loud. <laughs> Eliana and Erica, I love you too. Oh, precious woman, I love you too. They all get a little jealous if they don't get a little air time, so i got to say something about them. But I do love my family. Thank the Lord for them. Give honor to my bishop. Thank the Lord for him. <clears throat> Second Timothy chapter number 
3, verse number 1. Now, you don't want to stand for the reading of the word. That's one of our traditions that we love, but I don't know why we do it. Because a guy can read one verse of scripture, and everybody in the joint will be standing up. And then everybody sits down, and he reads 400 more verses of scripture, and nobody stands up again. <laughs> I can't figure it out, so just sit down. <laughs> this know also, verse number one, that in the last days, that'd be right now, perilous times shall come. They have. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. Ooh, that's now. Without natural affection, oh my. Lord, help us, Jesus. I got a friend that got elected to be the district men's director in a particular state. And you know how customarily we do stuff. He got it elected, and then he gave his little acceptance speech, and he said, Brother Jackson, my hand to God, I count this a high honor to be elected to this position because I love men. <laughs> and then it hit him what he had said. And so at their following up at their camp meeting a little later on, he tried to correct that, and he said, I, I actually meant to say I love women. And his little wife was sitting there, and he said, well, I actually meant to say I love one woman. <clears throat> but in the world we live in today, without natural affection, when you say I love men, he's as pure as a driven snow. Well, he meant no such nonsense. But the world we live in has shaped our minds. Truce breakers. Oh. Ooh, here's a good one. False accusers. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Incontinent. Fierce. Ooh. Seen some of that lately. Despisers of those that are good. Oh. Traitors. Mm-hmm. 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 Heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. Ooh, ain't no wonder entertaining church is such a big ticket item. Hallelujah. Having a form of godliness. On the outside, you appear as whited sepulchers. But denying the power thereof. And what did he tell us to do to that bunch? From such turn away. I pray the Lord reinstitute the art of cutting them off. Well, Brother Shelton, that's kind of hateful. No. Ask an overloaded donkey how much better he feels when you cut some junk off. Some of you would feel better if you'd cut some junk off. Man, I'm not calling you a donkey, but I'm just saying. For of this sort are they which creep into houses. Oh, how they going to creep in? Oh, I don't know. 
Netflix. If you still got Netflix and the Holy Ghost, shame on you. Can't believe you're talking to me like, stick around. It's going to get worse than that before we get out of here, I'm afraid. What in the wide world would you want to? Send your monthly fees into Netflix when they're trying to make Jesus a homo. They did it. And if you still got Netflix, that's not your job. You're not my pastor. If it's in this book, I can preach it. Natural affection from such turn away. Besides that, he feels the same way I do. We're going to come out here with some little transgender something on Disney now. They're going to run out here with a little homosexual agenda on Disney. Creeping in your house. I hear some of you talking about, oh, yeah, we're going to go back to no television preaching again. Well, bless God, I'll tell you something. That generation that preached it hot and heavy about no TV, it was their church services we talk about today. They're the ones that they backed to her sitting up under the tents and, and brought dead people out of them and prayed them through. They're the ones that still were anointed enough that their shadow walked by somebody, touched somebody, and they'd be healed. Not, not us. Because we've let some stuff creep in the house. Well, it's Disney. I don't care what it is. You ought to have enough guts to tell your little children, no. We ain't watching that. We're not supporting that. We're not paying for that. Every time some CEO jumps up and want to be stupid and talk about, if you don't like our core values, well, you're welcome to take your money. Bingo, gone. Starbucks ain't Mr. Dime of my money. I know they hadn't. But when the CEO come out and said, we're going to support alternative lifestyles, and if you don't like that, you can take your coffee money somewhere else. I left them so far behind, it would take $10 to send them a postcard from where I'm at now. You spend your money down there if you want to. Well, you can't protest everything. You're right. Because everybody hadn't had the guts to tell me what they think yet. But you let them. I'll drop them. Uh-uh, I can live without you. I can't live without Jesus. I can't live without a move of God. I can't live without a visitation of the Holy Ghost. I can live without TV. I can live without the Internet. I can live without social media. I can go to heaven without a, a whole lot easier without all that. Uh, verse number six. Let me calm my pressure down. 
For of this sort are they which creep in the houses. YouTube. Stephen Furtick. I mean, I'm sorry. We have let, we have let Satan creep in under the guise of ministry. We are tuning our spiritual ear into the sounds of false doctrine. And because they preach non-confrontational things, they, do you think Satan's as dumb as a box of rocks? That brother's smarter than you think he is. He will get those guys to preach and stuff that we can, we can go along with. He'll get them to preach and stuff that we like. Prosperity preaching. I got news for you. Everybody in here is going to be blessed. But everybody in here is not going to be a millionaire. I'm just going to tell you some of that. Some, some of us may be, may be living from Monday to Monday and never have $2 million in the bank because the Lord knows he can't trust us with it. If I give them $2 million, they'll be gone in 60 seconds. We, we tuned in this internet nonsense and we listened to all these preachers. What in the wide world? No, don't come on me. I, I got to stay on the reservation today. I got, I got to stay here. Mm -mm, you're not going to entice me. Mm. Creeping in. I'll go a step further with that if I don't. I mean, I'm just saying. But why would an apostolic want to get somebody's sermon notes that professes to be an apostolic but is as carnal as dirt and wouldn't know a move of God if it drop kicked them right in the throat? But I like that thought. I'm going to believe in that. I'm going to. Son, if you don't mind, I'd like to preach that. Oh, my God, it's in the Bible. I mean, you, if, if you don't need somebody else's permission to preach a biblical topic, for God's sake. But if you've got to get their permission to preach something they preached, it probably ain't all biblical. And the problem is, you make the pulpit feel like it needs to do that to keep you entertained. Because they can't endure sound doctrine. You come up in here and preach some of that old time stuff. You may have one or two jump up talking about, oh, ain't nobody going to talk to me like that. Uh, I got to get back to my little reading here. For of this sort are they which, I'm trying to, I don't know why I keep rereading that. Which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden away with sins. Divers lusts. Ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janes and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist what? Not us. They're not resisting us. They're resisting the truth. Men of what kind of minds? And they're what? Reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further. For their follies shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life. Boy, there's a mouthful, manner of life. I didn't just preach it to you. I lived it in front of you. Purpose, faith, long-suffering. Well, we got a lot of preachers that can just preach the paint off the wall but can't live it for 30 seconds when they get out of the... 
Lord, would you be a tall fence around my mouth? I just, hallelujah. And manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions. Well, now there's a part of the kingdom we don't like. Persecution, affliction, which came unto me at Antioch and at Iconium and at Lystra. What persecutions I endured. But out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving, being deceived. But continue thou, no matter what these evil men are doing, continue thou, you stay true to the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee, what? Wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scriptures given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now I'm going to reread that in the Passion Translation. But you need to be aware, verse number 1, that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce. We're there. People will be self-centered, lovers of themselves, obsessed with money. We're there. They will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that's right. We're there. They will ignore their own families. Oh, my, we're there. How many split homes do we have in the world? How many fathers walk away from their children and never go back? How many moms walk away from their children and never go back? You want to know how many there are? Go talk to somebody in the foster care system and in the world of adoptions and see. It'll shock you to know how many children don't have a home. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander. Addicted to it. It'll get to the point that they just, they just spew that mess all the time because they're addicted to it. Slaves to their desires. They will be ferocious, belligerent haters of what is good and right with brutal treachery. Brutal treachery. They will act without restraint, bigoted and wrapped in clouds of their conceit. They will find their delight in the pleasures of, wow, man. They will find their delight in the pleasures of this world more than the pleasures of the loving God. That means for someone to do that, that means they must have known the love of God to start with. They may pretend to have a respect. For, they may pretend to have a respect for God, but in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. That's why we got so many churches that want to play church but they don't want a demonstration of the Holy Ghost. We like praying for the sick but we don't want to see them healed. We can explain a prayer line but we can't explain miraculous things. We now live in a generation in a world where we want to be able to explain everything we do at church. I'm going to tell you something. If we're going to be apostolic, there's going to be some stuff he's going to do in this building. We're not going to be able to explain it. Not going to have an answer for you. How, 
how did how did that person right there whose left leg was three inches shorter than their right one and they came in here with a extender on their heel of their shoe walk out of here with both legs the same length I, i'm not gonna be able to explain that to you all i'm gonna be able to tell you is jesus did that Didn't say they didn't want anything to do with God. They don't want anything to do with his power. Think about that. Why not? Stay away from people like this. For they are the ones who, wow, worm their way into the hearts of vulnerable women, spending the night with those who are captured by their lust and steeped in sin. Trash. They are always learning but never discover the revelation knowledge of truth. History has given us an example of this with the Egyptian sorcerers, Janies and Jambres, who stood against Moses in their arrogance. So it will be in the last days with those who reject the faith in their corrupt minds and arrogant hearts standing against the truth of God. But they will not advance. They're not going to win the deal. They're not going to take the field. For everyone will see their madness, just as they did with Janies and Jambres. But you, Timothy, have closely followed my example and the truth that I've imparted to you. You have modeled your life after the love and endurance that I've demonstrated in my ministry by not giving up. The faith I have, you now have. Things are not necessarily taught alone. Some things are caught. We've got to have an open spirit to be able to catch what it is God's trying to impart to us. What I have hungered for in this life has now become your longing as well. You know why there's a breakdown between the message and what we're doing in the church? Because a lot of times the men of God will have a burden and a passion for the lost, but their longing never becomes ours. Their obsession to see the kingdom expand never becomes ours. We applaud their preaching enough to make them feel better about what they've preached. But at the end of the day, am I obsessed? Do I have the same longing for revival that the man of God in my life's got? Paul told Timothy, he, and what a, what, a, what a thing it was to be able to say, Timothy, you, you now have the same longing that I've had in front of you. And thank God for men of God that will example that in front of us to let us know what it is we ought to be looking for, what it is we ought to be longing for. What it is we ought to be hungry for. Not all the pleasures of the world. Not all of these distractions. But the lost. It has always been and still is and will always be about the lost. <clears throat> what I have hungered for in life has now become your longing as well. The patience I have with others you now demonstrate. Hallelujah. And the same persecutions <laughs> that I have endured, you have also endured. If the man of God in your life is going to have to go through hell to establish the kingdom, you are too. If he's going to have to fight the enemy, we are too. Yes, you know all about what I had to suffer while at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra. You're aware of all the persecution that I endured there. Yet the Lord delivered me from every single one of them. For all who choose to live godly as worshipers of Jesus, the anointed one, will also experience persecution. But the evil men 
and sorcerers will progress from bad to worse. They're going, it's going to get worse. Deceiving and being deceived as they go. As they lead people further from the truth. But you must continue to advance in strength with the truth wrapped around your heart, being assured by God that he's the one who has truly taught you all these things. Remember what you were taught from your childhood from the Holy Scrolls, which can impart, well, there it is again, impart to you wisdom to experience everlasting life through the faith of Jesus, the anointed one. God has transmitted his very substance into every scripture. Boy, that's a, boo, that's powerful. God has transmitted his very substance into every scripture, for it is God breathed. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you will be God's servant, fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment that God gives you. I don't know how much plainer I could make it than what Scripture already has in our reading tonight to describe the world we live in. I don't know that it needs to be made any more plain than what it is in that particular passage. But we are, and I said a few things early on, I'll, I'll reiterate them just so you know I'm in it. We are living in, in just a sin-sick world. I, I'm talking about, huh, I, I, it's just ridiculous the stuff that's going on in the world. Wouldn't you agree? And yet we still participate with it. We wait on our pastors to preach against it before we take a stand against it. Well, if pastor don't preach against it, it must be okay. But there's a verse of scripture that says, seek out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I've got a responsibility to seek the face of God and find the mind of God and get the will of God for me and my household. There's, there's some things when that Netflix deal came out and they were trying to make, I can't hardly say it without throwing up in my own mouth, but when they were trying to depict Jesus as a homosexual with a homosexual lover and a mini-series they did on Netflix. When my wife heard that, somebody texted her and said, did you hear this? And we're driving down the interstate. My wife heard that and liked to have tore the dashboard plumb out of that vehicle. She was furious. Yesterday, I read a deal on, on somebody told me about it, and I looked it up, and sure enough, it was there, and the lyrics to a song that, and I'm sorry if your children you, you don't act like this first time they've heard some of these words. <clears throat> they go to public school. Isn't it amazing? That's another thing. Isn't it amazing what we'll let the public school say to our children, but we get offended if it's said at church? <laughs> what was I about to say? Oh, and, and this, they got this gay choir singing some song. And the lyrics to one of that, songs, verses, talks about, and they say it. They plainly say it. We're coming for your children. Yes, they said it, Marcus. 
They said it. And people are seeing it and re-seeing it and regurgitating it. We're coming for your children. They talk about coming for them in the night and coming for them in the guise of humor and coming for them. Make, we're going to make them laugh and your worst fears are going to come to pass. We're coming for your children. I said this before and I may have said it here, but that when the Supreme Court passed the, the law that you didn't even get to vote on and legalized same-sex marriage in all 50 states, anybody in here get to go to the polls and vote on that? Hello? No. The Supreme Court passed it while we were probably asleep. But the problem with that was it only affected 14 states. Because 36 states had already passed it into law. And we didn't get to vote on that either. And so since the other 14 states were governed by primarily conservative people, there was enough outcry that the Supreme Court took it on and they had the votes to legalize it across the board. Well, to the one person in here, and I would advise you not to say it in your head again, to, that would say, well, who are we to say who somebody can love? we nobody. But if you are, how many Christians are in the building? Okay, that means we are a follower of Christ and the teachings of Christ. If you're not going to follow all the teachings of Christ, you are not allowed to call yourself a Christian. That's what being a Christian means. From Genesis 1 to Revelations 21, if he's for it, I'm for it. If he loves it, I love it. If he's against it, I'm against it. If he hates it, I hate it. And I cannot be a Christian any other way. But it was shocking to me that we sat quietly, Pastor Jackson, and let 36 states pass it into law but only started crowing like a bunch of little bandy roosters when the Supreme Court did what they did publicly, and then we had no choice but to step up and say something. We like it when sin is done quietly and in the shadows. We like it when it's done in such a way that it don't seem as offensive because then we don't have to come out into the open and draw a line in the sand of our own and say, you know what, I'm against that. Why are you against that? Because I'm a Christian. And the book is against that. God said, this is right and this is wrong. Therefore, I'm telling you, this is right and this is wrong. According to the teachings of Christ. Now, to every non-Christian that might hear this or see this or hear it repeated, no, you do not have to follow the teachings of Christ. But if I'm going to be a Christian, I do have to follow it. And I don't expect you to like everything I stand for. You don't have a right to make me feel like I have to approve of everything you stand for. We have set by. And as long as we don't have to deal with it in this room, we don't deal with it at all. My wife is probably watching. Somebody's texting me. Let me see if it's her telling me to pump the brakes. Nope, not her. <clears throat> but she wouldn't tell me to pump the brakes. She'd be like, oh, yeah, say it, baby, say it. <laughs> but I told her the other day, if I got to work nights at Walmart to hire a tutor, 
You do what you want to with your children. But if I got to work nights at Walmart to hire a tutor to come to my house and tutor my babies four or five days a week, guess what? Scott Shelton's going to do exactly that. Because I'm looking down the road. I, I've been up with him high enough on the mountain that he let me see a few things down the road. And it's going to get nasty. It's going to get ugly. Normal ain't never coming back. The world we all grew up in, if you're 40 and up, is never, your babies are not going to know what it's like to go to bed at night with the front door open. They are not going to know what it's like to understand that you can leave the car door unlocked in the drive through And if you think it's bad in the world we live in now, wait a little while. Because when I was in high school, I didn't believe this day was coming. I did not believe for one second. Forget our amended rights and forget the Constitution. I just didn't believe that morality would be in such a minority position in the world. I did not believe that one day we would look up and see society embracing things that we were repulsed by when I was a child. I never dreamed I would live in a world where a six-year-old is told and celebrated by a, a Pro-choice congregation that you can choose to be whatever you can't you. I'm who I'm gonna tell you something. You don't. My little babies will tell you. Ain't got the right to say nothing about who you are. God made you who you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, and you better learn to like it. I'm. I'm done with it, talk, talking around it and tiptoeing around about stuff. And my, my little child sees something on YouTube. My wife is adamant we are opposed to it. We don't let them get on YouTube and play around because you don't ever know what predators on the other side of that internet connection looking back at your baby. And when all of a sudden they look on YouTube and they see two women kissing on YouTube and they ask you, Daddy, why in the world are these two women kissing? Never dreamed I'd have to explain to my child how demonic possession makes you act. So don't you tell me, because I'm not going to listen to you. But since I got the mic, you can listen to get out. But I'm not going to listen to you tell me it's about DNA and genetics. If two women are kissing, one or both of them needs to have a devil cast out of them. If two men are kissing, one or both of them needs a devil cast out of them. That is, we, oh. we talk about the homosexual agenda. That ain't no homosexual agenda. The homosexual movement is hell's agenda. It's just another limb that hell has run out there trying to contaminate humanity and trying to contaminate the world and mess up the plan of God. It isn't their agenda, it's hell's agenda. Talk about where you can choose whether you... Whatever equipment you came into this world with, that's what you are. I don't care what you get pulled out or cut off. You are still what you were born to be in the eyes of God. And you were all right when God made you.
headed up to here with this mess. And I can't stand this lily-livered church we've turned into. I'm talking about the corporate body where we don't want to talk about what everybody else is talking about. We don't want to talk about the attacks. We're not attacking them. They're attacking what we have believed for centuries. We didn't go on the offensive. We haven't changed our message. Christianity's always been Christianity since the days of Christ. We didn't look up one day and decide, hey, let's go and have our own council of Nicaea and put together a new amended version of what we believe and let's target pockets of society. And just so you need to hear it, let me go ahead and tell you, we love the homosexual, we love the lesbians, we love transvestites, we love cross-dressers, we love queens, we love them all because we know that God created you to be something powerful and to be an asset to the kingdom. We don't hate you. But just because I love the sinner, don't you think for one second that I'm going to act like I love your sin. And the hypocrisy here is we have to act like it's okay what they do. But nobody at Capitol Hill is telling them to act like it's okay that we believe what we believe. Well, let me tell you something. I don't need your permission or approval to be a Christian. I don't need your permission or approval to be a follower of the Most High God. And if he believes it, I believe it. Whether you like it or not, it's irrelevant to me. We have forgotten Little verses of scripture like, and, and I mean, we, we say, well, you know, we don't want to offend anybody. Yet the scripture says that Jesus came, dividing asunder. And when sharper than a two-edged sword, dividing asunder, piercing to the dividing of the marrow of the joint. When, and when, when eternity comes, he's going to do some dividing again. But we've got this spirit that runs among us, apostolics, trying to get us to be all kumbaya. we got preachers now that are so ego-driven, they would change the divine word from God and do on a regular basis to preach as close to what God said, Brother Jones, as they can get so nobody will walk out on them. And in case you had not figured it out, I'm not trying to figure out who all I can get to sign up on my fan club. I'm trying to figure out who I can shake loose and run off. I am not interested in toting around excess baggage that don't want to carry their share of the load and don't want to go where I'm going. I don't have time to drag you down the aisle. I'm not going to beg you to pray through. I'm going to be saved because I want to be saved. And if you're going to be saved, you're going to be saved for the same reason. allowed their dictates to become ours. We have allowed creeping things to make their way into our homes. We have allowed pride to creep in. 
we have allowed criticism to creep in. We have allowed fear to creep in. We've dressed it all up with various things and various explanations and adjectives. The scripture says to beware. Be careful when all men begin to speak well of you. Because those seducing spirits and that doctrine of devils and everybody begins to brag on how good a job you did and how much they love your church. Mm. You're doing something wrong. Oh God, how refreshing it is to be a part of a church that people come and visit. Everyone is welcome, but we've, we've, listen, Calvary is not inclusive. It's exclusive and it's invitational. Everybody's given the invitation to participate in what Calvary has to offer. But just because I say I want it, and just because I run by there once, and just because I talked in tongues and was baptized in Jesus' name, is not the end of the program. I can't, I mean, my God, what man would want to marry a woman and what woman would want to marry a man that was a getabout before they got married and then after the ceremony and the I do's are done, he's still getting about and she's still getting about and they still trash and they're laying down everywhere they can get a bed to fold open and let them lay down in it. What in the wide world? Who wants to be in that kind of a marriage? But we come to the kingdom and we participate in the new birth we're baptized in Jesus' name. We're washed in the blood of the Lamb. We're filled with the Holy Ghost. But then we leave out of here and we think it's still okay to fellowship with everything we were fellowshipping with before we got here. If all that stuff had been okay, we'd have had no need for a Savior. And while I'm on that topic, let me go ahead and clear that up too. Some of us need to quit asking him to be the provider and the mighty way maker and uh, he's an ever present. Some of you need to quit asking God to make a way and to provide and to be a resource and get back down to the basics and remember that every day, whether he heals me or not, I need him to be my savior. Whether he's the way maker on tomorrow or not, I need him to be my savior. I need him to convict me more than I need him to carry me. I need him to wake me up in the middle of the night a whole lot worse than I need him to give me a good night of sleep. If there's sin in my heart, I need him to prick my heart. If there's sin in my life, I need him to expose it. My God, we've preached this boutique doctrine. We, we are boutique Pentecostals. We are high-end, custom-made. We have been seduced by the enemy into believing that and I mean, I remember when I was a little boy, we used to say it. Boy, we're so proud of ourselves coming up with some asinine phrase we coined. 
somewhere besides in the prayer room. Come to our church. We'll treat you so many ways you're bound to like one of them. Anybody ever heard it? Can I see a show of hands? Was oh, that not right? No. One, 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 one way to God. One, 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 one way to God. By the water and the Spirit, there's one way to God. Baptized in Jesus. See, you, some of y'all so young, you ain't even been in a real Sunday school room. You, ain't know, you don't even know that song. Mm-hmm. You need to go in them Sunday school classes where Mama's teaching it. Mm-hmm. Mama's not trendy and nifty. Mama's just right down to business. Mama don't have no iPad. Because she got calluses on her knees. I'm ready to see church leadership that's wore out and looks like a hot mess after every church service. Come to our church. We'll treat you in so many ways. You bound to like one of them. No. It's a good thing I ain't pastoring some joint. I'll tell you right now. I'd have the whole sign out front lit up and tell them we're not going to. Everybody ain't going to like us. <laughs> but if you got the spine for it, we got a word for you. <laughs> we got to quit trying to make people like us. Well, we need people. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard an apostolic say. Well, we need people, you know. You need to win friends and influence people. Nah. Ain't interested. Not going to do it. Well, you're just mean, Brother Shelton. <laughs> Trying to be saved here. Not running some, I ain't the concierge at the country club. Not interested in your wishes, wants, and you shouldn't be interested in my wishes and wants. I'm interested in my soul. Time to patty cake with you. You shouldn't have time to patty cake with me. If you see me doing something that's not right, snap in my face if you got to. Get my attention if you got to. Call my behind out if you need to. There was a day we did that. You know, people got called out in the house of God all the time. If you do that now, somebody might sue you. Mm -hmm, that was private. No, it wasn't. It was on Facebook. Which while I'm on Facebook. Don't go on vacation and be taking stuff off and exposing everything you got. Look, if God gave it to you, he didn't give it to you to advertise it. And it ain't that attractive anyway. Going to be going on vacation and pulling stuff down and pulling stuff up. You brethren don't be talking because you think you got pecs in the washboard app. You, you, ain't, you look like the pills, but cover that up. There's a reason we preach holiness. But y'all go, on, not y'all, but I'm just saying, you know, the people of God go on vacation and be stripping down like they ain't never seen an altar. 
and then go roll back up in the house of God and get their feelings hurt because somebody said, oh, my God. Did you see what she didn't have on? Well, I am going to find me. Go ahead, baby, because this ain't no strip club. You're not welcome to act like that in here. It's a house of God. And I'm going to tell you something else. You men that let your wife go out of the house with the tightest skirt she got on, shame on you. It's a horrible thing when I got to get up and walk off of some platforms because the skirts on it are so tight I can't even pay attention to what sad, sad song or glad high hosanna they might be singing. And I've had to do it. Brother Shelton, what's in your bonnet? I'm going to tell y'all something. Miss Thing don't appreciate it either. And you boys, I'm telling you right now, they sell bigger pants down there at Dillard's and Burlington Coat Factory. You can't worship God because you're afraid your little zipper going to bust right out on you. The pants going to just bust open. Ain't no way we can act like apostolics when we can't even worship because we're not dressed modestly. Oh, I'm covered up. No, you're not. Come up in here with your little corduroys so tight. Be walking up on the platform like, oh, Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Can't be bucking and bogging. None of that kind of what be like. Looking like Pee Wee Herman up here on this platform. I'm about to have to go to my seat. I feel like I've run out of runway. Ooh. My God. Ain't nothing about holiness been taken out of that book yet. And don't be acting all offended when people are staring at you walking by. Lord have mercy, baby. See, some of y'all ain't been saved your whole life, have you? They were looking at me. Well, that's why you wore that. Oh, you getting on the women tonight? No, baby, I didn't say who I was talking to. I've seen some men. It should have been a shame. Needed a courtesy slap. You must have been unconscious when you put that on. You would have never come in the house of God looking like some kind of get about. And all of a sudden, we've let stuff creep in the house. Bishop Lashley in Peoria made a statement to me years ago, and I hope I never forget it. He said, the enemy is smart, Brother Shelton, and he found out a long time ago, if he can get us to laugh about it today, we'll lay down with it tomorrow. And he always makes sin funny. He uses comedians to be so filthy-mouthed. 
if you've got XM radio in your vehicle and you listen to some of that filthy, filthy comedy. Pornography is running rampant among us. Forget the world. There are people in this room right now that need to be delivered from it. These are those last days we've been hearing about. This is it. I love everybody. That's why I want everybody to be free and walk in the light of the truth. And I'm not going to I'm not going to become like the world to make my point. I'm not going to become violent and fierce. But I am going to be passionate. And I am going to be convinced and convicted. And I'm not going to be apologetic about what I believe. Do you know that the world is not looking to be joined by us in their sin? They are desperate for us to leave them out of their sin. And the Lord's speaking to me right now, and he said, but the world's confused because they've looked at what should be the way out and seen you willing to let them keep living the way they live and find out how to get as close as we can to them so they don't feel uncomfortable. It is not okay for us to preach the new birth casually. It is not okay for us to go week on end and week on end in ministry and attendance to church and small groups without the gospel being told. I was in the car with a preacher one day and he said to me, he said, I'm so sick of this. He said, I went to a, one of our conferences here recently. He named off what it was. He said, I am so sick of hearing Acts 2.38. What? He said, Brother Shelton, you, you can't tell me you're not sick of it too. We're doing 85 miles an hour on a particular turnpike. I said, come again? What are you saying to me? He said, my God, there's so much else in there to preach. I'm just tired of it. It's like all we Pentecostals know how to preach is Acts 2.38. I said, son, could you do me a favor? Yes, sir. Pull the automobile to the shoulder of the road and come to a complete stop abruptly. Are you sick? Yes. You are making me want to throw up. And I don't know but what God might be fixing to kill you, and I don't want him to do it at 85. <laughs> so pull over. He said, well, I'm, I'm being serious, Brother Shelton. I mean, don't you think we ought to be? I mean, look around us. Other churches are growing and other movements are growing because they, I said, let me tell you something, son. There were only 120 in the upper room, and we are still talking about it generations later. The number of people in the room is not the issue. 
Who is in the room is the issue. One in God can put a 1,000 to flight. Two in God can put 10,000 to flight. If God's in the equation, I don't care who or how many else are in the equation. And I said, just so you know, everything in the Old Testament led up to that. And everything in the New Testament is built on that. There is no other formula. There's no other way to get to heaven. There's no other hope to the world than that outpouring of the Holy Ghost and that formula of the death, burial, and the resurrection. There is no other message of hope in Scripture. Think about it. There is no other message of hope in Scripture without that one attached to it. Christ in you, the new birth. Christ in you, the hope of glory. If Christ ain't in you, there is no hope for glory. If the message I'm preaching to you don't include the new birth and it don't have something to do with him being part of you, then I'm telling you I'm preaching to you something that might make you feel better, but it's not going to help you. But we've got addicted in the church to self-help messages. I got a self-help message. If you have not received the Holy Ghost, the only help you can get yourself on today is to repent, be truly sorry for what you've done, be baptized in the name, the only name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be, it's definitive, it's non-tolerant, we can't debate it, there is no other name, no other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. So if you need hope and help today, repent. Then let them baptize you in that name. And then open your mouth and begin to speak in tongues because he's going to do what he said he would do, which is fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he's going to prove to you that he did his part by giving you the ability to speak in the language that you have never learned and do not understand. But when that, that, that spirit and that birth takes place, all of a sudden it's going to manifest itself. And to those that are already in the church that have already been filled with the Holy Ghost, the only message of hope I've got for you is to make your way, if you're in a situation tonight where you need hope and help, make your way back to the altar and repeat what you did the first day you received the Holy Ghost. Pray through. That's what the old people used to tell us. Pray through. I didn't understand that until about 10, 15 years ago. But they were talking about pray through the flesh. Pray through the limitations of the flesh. Pray through the doubt. Pray through the fear. Pray through the unbelief. Pray through the complacency. Pray, pray through all of those things. Get it behind you. Get in front of it. And God will begin to flow out of you over again. If you don't talk in tongues every day, you ought to. Well, how do you do that? Okay, somebody stand up and just start talking in tongues. No, no, I said stand up. I can't explain that to you, but I know what I'm feeling coming off of him. What I don't understand is why he's still the only one doing it. Being an apostolic is not about being a spectator. It's about being involved. 
Yeah, that's it. Come on, out of your belly shall flow. If you've never received the Holy Ghost right now, right where you are, lift your hands and repent. God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Come on, break through something. Pray through something. Yeah, I feel that. You feel it? It's starting to build. It's building. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is what it sounded like in the upper room that day. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all of the house where they were sitting. Cloven tongues like as a fire set on all of them. Yeah, that's it. Come on. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
Yeah. Yes. 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 Come on, tearing down strongholds right now. That's what we're doing. You're praying in the Holy Ghost, but you have no idea what he's doing. You may look up next week and see your family in church with you. Yes. 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 Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Yes, yes.
Oh, yes. That's it. 